Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For this week's episode of Get Real, I am bringing back one of my favorite episodes ever, Stevie Frazier. She's so funny. Makes me pee my pants laughing. She has worked every job in this music industry, country music industry, from being an intern to... Her desk was outside of her boss's office because there was no space for her to have a desk, but she, like, created a spot for herself because she's such a hustler. I'm telling you, like, then she talks about meeting Beyonce and Jay-Z and how she um, kept really trying to create a conversation with Beyonce like four times and it's so funny Stevie has these stories in her life that are wild that you wouldn't believe could really happen until you hear them out of her own mouth because they're just so funny and she's such an inspiration she's she's a cancer survivor and she's a boss she has a publishing company with her husband Jesse who also is a DJ and goes on tour with Thomas Rhett they are awesome so cool this interview is amazing check it out Stevie Frazier my girl Hey everyone, I'm here with someone who's so fabulous, Stevie Frazier. Hello. What's up? Everything's up. Everything's up and everything's down. <laughs> I'm like, Ain't that the truth? Super busy, super bored. No, I'm not bored. I'm not bored. I would love to be bored for like five minutes. I know, well, I don't, I know you said you're not bored, but like, that's how I am sometimes. I feel like I am so unbelievably busy. Yes. And then all of a sudden I'll just like have nothing, but there's always this running list in my head. Always. Is there always a running list for you? There's, so I have this app called Wonderlist. Okay. And in the middle of the night or it's crazy. I could get to bed to the actual bed by like 9.30, 10 o'clock. And then I'm still awake i'm like i have a puzzle app i'm like trying to calm my mind i'm taking melatonin gummies oh, and i'm just like okay i'm gonna just chill out i have this little meditation i was gonna say thing. do you listen to meditation i do i have um 
I have these UCLA meditations that Rita Wilson sent me, and she was just like, "Oh, like Tom Hanks's wife, Rita Wilson." Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> slide that one in. Oh she, yeah, you well, know. Are so buds? When I got when I got cleared of breast cancer last year, and Jesse was at the BMI Awards, he was winning Writer of the Year. Yeah. Okay. So you have to talk about that because you had cancer, and your husband won Songwriter of the Year. Yes. In the same year, like you've had just a wild journey. It's so crazy because we were saying this the other day. It's fine. Someone's ringing the doorbell, and I'm just going to ignore it. It's probably a package because I have 87. Sugar, and Sunny's trying to sleep. This is how real it is. Sunny's trying to sleep. Michael's not home yet, so praying she didn't cry. We get packages dropped off all the time. I need to write a note. Please don't ring the doorbell. Yeah. But I don't, and then Sugar barks. But luckily, Sunny sleeps through it all. We don't have a doorbell, so any commercial that has, like, doorbell rings or whatever, Gus has no clue. And so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. We've never had a doorbell, but if my phone dings... He thinks it's the dog sitter coming to get him, oh. and he loses his mind. See, he, He's like, she's here. I'm oh like, nobody. No, she loves the dog sitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so much more than me. Does it she's hurt like, your feelings? No. <laughs> well, at first I was like, he loves you more than me. She's like, no. She's like, it's like we have joint custody, and okay. you pay me child support, and I'm the fun parent. <laughs> like, she's like, he comes over and gets to play, and you have to, like, enforce the rules. I'm like, yeah, So you kind of so get true. the shit end of the stick, though. Yeah. I'm the mom. She's making the money, having all the fun, and you're having to be the disciplinarian yeah. that pays. She gets to be like fun dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like dads are always like, oh, what am I going to do with the kids when I get them? I'll take them to Chuck E. Cheese. And the mom's like, do your homework, eat She's your the vegetables. She's fun dad. Yeah. Screw her. I know. I'm just kidding. We love her. <laughs> I love her. It's so funny when we're gone, she's sending us pictures and I'm like, thank God. I don't have to worry about this crazy dog. Because he has a ton of energy, doesn't he? So much. Yeah. Is he like a dog that needs to be exercised? 24-7. What kind of dog is he? He's a Weimaraner. Oh, they like to run, huh? He likes to run. He likes to jump. He likes to... But then it's also crazy. He could have his brain going a mile a minute, and then I'll say, do you want to sit in my lap? And I'll get in the couch in the corner, and he curls up in like a little roly-poly position. So he's, he's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, except sometimes I'm just like having to work. And he's like, look at me, pulling blankets off the couch. Like going a kid. Yeah. Mom, mom, uh, mom, watch me, watch me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give okay. me all your attention. Back to Rita Wilson and yes. melatonin. So we were, rains it pours, everything is good, everything is bad. We were trying to do IVF, and I was doing it at a clinic that was just starting up at a pretty reputable place, and I was just, like, so excited. I'm like, okay, we're going to collect some eggs. We're going to, you know, I have the BRCA gene. So I it's the, um, the BRCA gene my mom has it um probably my aunt i'm not sure but it's just a gene that puts you at a higher risk for breast ovarian skin cancer all these kind of crazy things and my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer five years ago i think now and so then we all got tested me and my two sisters um and me and my middle sister i'm the oldest of three my middle sister had it and I had it, thankfully, my little sister, littlest sister didn't. But so y'all both had breast cancer. We did, yeah. And you had um, no idea. You only got tested because your mom had this gene. Yes. And so wow. for the past five years, well, not in the last year and a half, but I was going to get tested um, doing mammograms. And every six months, I would do a breast MRI, mammogram, MRI, mammogram. And at first, Jesse was like, I don't want you to get tested. He's like, I just think it's going to stress you out. It's going to freak you out. And I was like, dude, I want to be ahead of this because it's coming. Like there's no, my aunt had breast cancer four times. My mom, or three times, three or four, I can't remember. But my mom had it 
then my mom got skin cancer. So it was just like, I want to be ready. Amen. Yeah. And he Instead was like, of living in denial that yes. it couldn't happen. And my sister, she got tested, knew she had the gene, but found a lump and ignored it. So she kind of... Wait, your sister? Mm-hmm. And came into it like stage there's it's really weird it's like stage one two three four but then there's like levels in each stage so she came into it pretty close to a stage three and had to deal with a lot of chemo a lot of medicine and it's also really crazy that we all have a different kind of breast cancer so like when people are just like why haven't we found a cure for breast cancer or whatever or any cancers or whatever it's like there's so many. Oh wow! So it's not just like you get it's breast not like cancer breast and it's cancer. like vanilla ice cream. Here's yes. the cure. It's yeah. like it's there's like all different natural varieties. vanilla, vanilla bean, French vanilla. <laughs> you know what really? I mean? Yeah. So she has a hormone led one. I don't. So she has to take medicine forever. Okay. Um, what I is yours? can't take any medicine. I had my mom had a triple negative. My sister had a her too. What's a triple negative? It's just an aggressive, fast, it's like a fast growing, but my mom found it very early because my aunt had it. My aunt and my sister have the same kind. It's it's just crazy. Wait, you can't take medicine? Why is that? No. Um, so I can't take any hormones uh, because mine is hormone fed. My sister has oh. to take a hormone. Yeah. So like so when... It's like a diabetic can't have sugar. Yeah. It's crazy, which... It was nuts, and I and Jesse was just like, I don't want, I don't want to stress you out because I'm a worrier. I mean, I like will have a puppy and be like, one day he's gonna be old, and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I know what is that? Love I the like now. I do that too. I'm so I have so much trouble loving the now. Me, I, I'm like anxiety 24 7 i am trying to love the now. Like that is my goal, hardcore, because I am so tired of having anxiety. Yeah, Are you? Oh. Yes. And I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm like looking at all these techniques. I'll get in a mind space app and I'm like, all right, everything is fine. And then I'm like, oh my God, did I forget to turn off the oven? I know, stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I haven't used the oven in three days. No, it's fine. I'm like, I haven't curled my hair. I'm like, the curling iron. Stevie, I run through a list of every single thing that could go wrong at all times constantly. I do too. And men, I feel like for the most part, don't worry about it. Oh, no. The other day I woke up uh, super early to take a flight and I'm trying to be all quiet and I open the door and Jesse had left his keys in the door and so I'm like hey, turn on the alarm you know do all this stuff and then I open the door and I'm like oh cool keys are right here you know it's fine and I'm like slamming the door I'm like you gotta have gotten us murdered and he's like what's happening and I'm like go back oh, like bed. all night the keys are just in the door oh all night long oh my yeah. gosh I know Meanwhile, I'm like, did you lock the door? Did you lock the bedroom door? Did you lock the door to get to the door to the screen door? And the he's like, oh, my God. So yeah. how are you combating this? Um, you know, I don't know that I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, honestly, it's the being busy. I, sometimes I don't have time to be worried. Mm -hmm. That's Pretty can we just it. stop worrying like can we just hand it over to god that's what i'm trying to do like i'm trying to do these gabby Girl. bernstein mantras start your day off right like i am blessed yeah. i am abundant i am healthy that's good i am calm and just starting off with that and then i'm just trying to stay in the moment like yes. i have a big calendar now so i write everything down that's, that's due, good and i stay ahead of it and then i'm like okay i don't need to run a loop in my head because it's on the calendar 
I know. And like, I'm going to write down what I need to do this day. So then I don't have to run this loop. Yes. That's why when I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh crap, I've got to do this. And then I'm like, okay, pull the Wonderlist app out, put it in the list. And then shut your brain off. Go to bed. But I can do that with things that I have to do Mm -hmm. more than I can do it with thoughts of like, why are we here? What is life? What is the meaning of existence? Stevie, I love you. Oh my gosh. Why am I thinking this right now? And I'm, it's insane. I'm like, oh, my parents, they're growing older. And I'm like, I'm getting older. Oh my God, you can't stop aging. Oh my God, you can't stop death. And then I'm just like, okay, I love you, Gus. I love you, Jesse. Like, I'm just like, oh, sing a song in my head, go to bed. Stevie. It's crazy. I, that is the best description I've ever heard of my own brain. Yeah, it's nuts. Because like as soon as I get the work stuff and the immediate needs checked off, it's like, let's go to the big wide oh, yeah. open world of the universe of everything that's happening and anything that could go wrong. Yes. But I don't want to think about the things that can go wrong. Well, that's what I don't want to do anymore is like worry about that. It's weird though. I, sometimes it's not even stuff that goes wrong. And here's the thing too. Growing up, my parents, my grandparents... Which I appreciate, and probably with my own children, I would do to a certain extent. But even my, my littlest sister and I talk about this all the time. Like, it was, you know, look both ways. Don't talk to strangers. Don't, you know, like, walk to your car prepared. And, you know, always look around you. Be aware of your surroundings. Look in the back seat. Lock all the doors. Which I appreciate because it's gotten me through life, and I'm safe, and I'm healthy now and I'm and nothing bad happened to me and so I think about like my nephew and nieces and go you know okay I mean it was to the point of like don't park next to a car that looks like this like it was intense so you're just like on guard all the time so it was like running list of keep myself safe keep checklist constantly yes and I appreciate that it got me through life you know like watch your drink don't ever, you know, it was just mm-hmm. constant. From you know, your parents? From my parents, from my grandparents, like, walk to your car with your keys in your hand like this. It was everything. Here's some mace on a keychain. Here is, so I felt always on guard, but then always like, come at me, I dare you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like, I felt completely scared and also like I could be a badass at any moment. For sure. So I was like, oh, I am ready but also right. please don't hurt me. Right, <laughs> right. Like, yes. So I can't help but go, okay, everyone's safe. And then I am I take it to the like nth degree. Oh, the universe. Like, why are we here? What's going to happen? Is one day our earth going to just explode from the inside out? Are we really going to like all fry up like in global warming? Yes. Like I think about that too. And oh. The fires in Australia, like what's the world yes. ending? Like, oh my God, all the animals. And then I get sad and then I have to stop Girl. because then I'm like depressed for the whole world. I'm like, that is too heavy for one person. <laughs> yes. We watched some like one strange rock, I think it was with Will oh, Smith yes, narrating yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And it was just like about the planets and it was astronauts who had like seen the earth from Uh outer space. We watched that. I was just like, man, this is so fascinating. And then you're like, okay, where does God fit into this? And then you're like, where, what are we here for a billion years? And then the other day I just asked Jesse out of the blue. I'm like, do you think like we've got maybe like a hundred years left of the earth or, and he's like, what? And I'm like, you know, like, like probably not going to be forever. Right. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, you think it'll be our, our lifetime? Like our kids, like if we have kids, is that going to be their lifetime? Like, I just want to know, like, you know, have a good idea. Exploding. Yeah. Like 
should we have a kid? Because, like, what if they're in, like, a weird time? And he's just like, dude, you got to just, like, let it be. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally letting it be. But, like, also, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> he's just like, oh, man, it's it just I can't turn it off. I know. Stevie, yeah. I love your brain. Yeah. But also another friend of mine, I was just like, do you think like this? And she's like, oh, 24-7. She goes, I wish I could just be like, ignorance is bliss. Same. Like, oh my gosh, this day is so great. And whatever happens today in this minute is awesome. And I'm like, oh, me too. How me do we too. do that? I'm like, oh, we're too smart for our own good. I'm like, we I wish, too much. but we're geniuses. We're geniuses. <laughs> so I'm like, I always yeah. feel like I it's better like sometimes I'm like is it it's better to know less I know like just know what you need to know and that's it <laughs> well and and so I've started to take some steps back away from like knowing too much about politics in the big scheme I'm like okay let's bring it down when we start to have some local things I'll learn about these people yes. I'll get more involved this way and then when it gets to like bigger elections and it's narrowed down some it just is too much Yes. Like I can't, I'm like, I can't think about everything. It's too much to think about on a deep, broad level. Yes. Because like your soul and your heart can only handle so much. For sure. So if you're thinking about every tiny detail that is possibly out there that you can gather about politics, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about every tiny detail that is possibly out there that you can gather about the universe, about like what's happening in the world. Yes. Like what's happening in our lifetime, what's happening in health, like all the different things everything that are going on in the world health people good and bad like what about things and you're just like if you're handling all of this on the biggest level it's too much it's so much we can't handle all that the other day i said i kind of want to just like sometimes i want to like think about how i would raise a kid to be just kind of an asshole who doesn't care because (laughs) sometimes i'm like holding the door for someone and they just like breeze by or they'll let it slam in my face and i'm like you're welcome (laughs) and then i'm just like what is my problem like man if if i was an asshole i just wouldn't even care and then he's like yeah but you could never you know like I just think about you think about people and every yes and angle from people yeah and I'm like I would rather get my feelings hurt being nicer to someone than go through life and not have the like connection being a jerk I get that it's worth it for the connection yeah and I and I would want my kids to be like the kids I just remember my we had to say like yes ma'am no ma'am yes all that kind of stuff and I remember just having my mom's friends be like stevie is so sweet or you know i just love when she comes over and i remember having friends that my mom would just be like i cannot wait for this kid to go home you know Mm -hmm. and so i'm like i would want a kid like that too i wouldn't want i want the good i want this person that feels a little more empathetic than and gets their feelings hurt but is a good human versus just a little then living in your own around. little tornado and yeah. not really caring about anybody else but it's a even struggle. though it might be more fun to be in your own tornado because then you just do oh. you all the time oh for if sure you could have a hybrid if you could be in your own little world yes. and then still be considerate and care yes. about the people that you love but for the most part you're just operating in your own little universe yeah maybe that's the ticket how well, do you do that i think too sometimes like working in the business there's there's a moment where you're kind of a sweet asshole because you're a publisher. Yeah, your partner. Are y'all partnered with Jay Z? We are. Our our company is partnered with Rock Nation, which is Jay Z's company. Which is and um, have you met JD? 
Jay-Z? I did. <laughs> and you got to tell your Beyonce story because this oh my is my God. favorite story. So for all y'all listening, Stevie is a badass publisher. You and your husband have a publishing company together. Ooh. And a publishing company is where you have songwriters that write for you. Yes. And they write songs and then you get them to artists depending yes. on their I'm albums. I'm basically a a babysitter of grown-up humans. <laughs> I manage their, their writer calendars and, and pair them. It's like matchmaking with other songwriters. They come write a song, give it to me. I take it to the producers or the artist or the labels and say, please cut this song on your next record. And when I was younger, I would just like stare at the CD or the cassette, you know, inserts and be like, who wrote these songs? And Really? Yeah, oh, I was obsessed. You're obsessed with the makers of the song? Yeah, and because at first you think like, the singer wrote everything. Yeah, exactly. Or you just think the songs appear somehow. Totally. And then you're like reading all the lyrics and then you see in the parentheses the songwriter's names and you're like, I don't see Faith Hill on this. Who is, you know, so-and-so? Jesse Frazier. Right, yeah. Who's Stephanie Smith? Who is this person? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay, and then you come to town and you start working. And I was in the tape room, which at the time, a publishing company at EMI, which now doesn't exist anymore. But it was a bit, it was a major, and I got hired to basically burn CDs for song pluggers, Mm. which is what I am now. So they would come to me and say, hey, put these five songs on a CD. I'd burn it. They'd take it to a meeting, play it for a person, and they'd say, oh, yeah, we want to hold these songs and cut them on our next record. And so is that how you started realizing that that was the job you wanted? Like, how did you narrow down what job you wanted yeah, in I the came here industry? to sing. So oh, wow. I didn't even know what a music publisher was. I was like, I'm just going to go to Nashville. My mom's like, you have to have a fallback plan. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, a friend of mine said, you could go to school for music business. And I was like, what? Judah Belmont? No, I went to MTSU. Okay. And it was just because a high school friend of mine went to MTSU. That's the, I was, he was just like, did you know you could go to school and like learn about record labels and stuff? I was like, what? So you knew from a young age, you wanted to be in the music industry. Oh yeah. Like when I would meet people or or date someone back home in Georgia, I'd be like, just so you know, I'm going to Nashville. So like, can't get too serious. (laughs) Stevie, I feel like I was the same way. I swear to you. Like, I, yeah. I relate to your story so much. I never thought I was going to stay in Texas or Waco. I was oh, I always knew. going to Nashville. Always. I knew. I, and it was Nashville for me. Always. Yes, me too. It wasn't like, oh, I have to find out where music is. It was like, I'm going to Nashville. Yes. To be a country singer. How'd you find out about this? Nashville? My mom sang when we were younger. And I would sing in bands and like harmonize for her. And um, she was, it's so crazy. She was in like contests a bunch. And then she won a trip to Nashville to sing at this place called the Nashville Sound and like won a, and then like won a trip to like sing and sing and sing and sing and whatever. But, um, so I was like, oh, okay, well that must be where music's made. So, so you I'm just, just going to do it. In. Yeah. Like really early. How I don't, old were you? I don't even know. Like, like I just preaching? knew I was singing. Yeah. I like. Also, my parents would be like, come out here and sing Elvira for everybody. Or come out here and... Would you sing on demand? Oh, 100%. You're fearless. I was like, look at me. I'm singing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, love me. Give me attention. Give me applause. Stevie, are you a four on the Enneagram? No, I'm a two. I'm a four. With an eight wing. Oh, wow. I know. So two is a helper and an eight is the... Challenger. Challenger. That's how you're like, I'll help you. I love you. But come at me. Yes. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. I'm like, hi, is there anything you need? Don't ask for too much. (laughs) (laughs) Or you better appreciate this. Freaking love you. So, yeah, I was just like always doing that. Great combo. Well... 
kind of then you're like super empathetic and then you're like why don't people appreciate everything i'm doing for them Uh uh-huh oh oh it's a it's a headache isn't it yeah it's a blessing and a curse it's crazy okay so you're like i'm coming to nashville your mom Yep. yep, went to the music business program at MTSU and then interned at Warner Brothers. Interning was a game changer for me. Was it a game changer for 100%, you? 100%. Because... In the music industry, it's a way in. Yeah, and... At a young age. I mean, honestly, we could do a lot of jobs without going to school. Totally. But there's no way you could come here and get a job without knowing... What the jobs are. Yes. And, and how, how to get into players them. are. And, and you don't do that without interning. I totally agree. I feel like school to me was worth it for the internships. I went 100%. to Belmont and I interned all interned at Capitol Records. Yep. I interned at publishing companies. Yeah. I interned for songwriters all over the place. And that is how I learned the music business. But you have to be in school. kind of, Or no, you don't, I guess. You have to be in school to intern. You do? Yeah. Like for us, we cannot have an intern who isn't getting school credit. Because you're not paying them. Yep. And it's, um, and there's no, pay. I mean, let's be real. Nobody here in Nashville is paying people to do anything they could get for free oh yeah of course not <laughs> and for us too our company is so small even though we're attached to rock nation Jay-Z. everything is us like going okay we have to whatever we pay anybody for anything whether it's candles for the office or snacks for the writers it's coming out of our red balance so we have to make this money back and fill up this hole that they're lending us to run so if you can get someone for free, you're going to get someone for free. Absolutely. And a lot of those jobs that you need in your office aren't like, you don't have to have a full skill set yet. No. You can just be curious and hungry. Yes. And you can kind of teach them how to do it. It's just tedious stuff like burning a CD, burning which takes CDs, a long time. Like typing up lyrics yes. and letting, you know, writers and artists in the building and not being a weirdo. Mm. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that's basically Having what it cool is. Having a cool personality actually yes. goes a long way. It goes so much further than... Not necessarily cool, but just like a good personality. Yes. One that vibes with people. A good hang. Yes, Like good even hang. in our writers, you know, like we have, we're so lucky that Rock Nation has been so nice to us to be like, hey, we trust you. We see that you have an eye and an ear for talent and Jesse's just killing it so it's it's kind of like let us know if you need us so y'all get to run it however you want and they just support you and back you and they're like you fly little bird yes i'm your big daddy over here if you need me to drop the hammer totally got this we'll say hey we really love this writer here's the music and before they even listen and they always listen but before they even listen they're like do you like it are you passionate about this is this something you just do it are you gonna work it do you believe in it because basically they're not in Nashville. That's not their yeah. honey hole. Like they're obviously exactly. killing the rock, the hip hop world and yep. the pop world. So it's like, okay, they're hiring who they think is killing it in the country world, totally. which is your husband, Jesse Frazier, who's writing every number one song oh. in the world. And you as the publisher running it, God, you are like a total power couple. It ah. is. And it's so funny though. How many number ones has Jesse gotten? He has uh 13, 13 in, in country. And he, he had, um, he had the Kane Brown Marshmallow song. I freaking love that song. What's I it called? Too. Uh, one Thing Right. I got one thing right. Yes. Oh, my God. That yeah. is such an honest song. Oh, my gosh. When I heard that song for the first time, Kane singing it, I was like, dang, he is like really being vulnerable. I know. I know. And I loved that for I him. I loved that for him. Yep. I feel like like marriage and fatherhood is like changing him in a great way. 100%. And <laughs> it's so fun, too, because those kind of songs like... For our family, for my nephew who's 11, he's like, 
obsessed with marshmallow mm-hmm. and he's like oh my gosh uncle jesse you are the this. coolest we're like uncle. sending marshmallow gear to him and he's like this is amazing oh my god you like win it's so cute like the first time jesse had written uh south side with chris stapleton or carrie underwood and, t- and no it's uh that's southbound oh but oh, south side uh was a tr song tom's, tom's Rhett. Rhett, yep song and it was in the chipmunk movie Oh my gosh. And it was like the fir- like Jesse had done all these things, but all of a sudden he's cool because he had a song in a chipmunk movie. Isn't it so funny? It's crazy. Like perspective like, is That's reality. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, I mean, truly. Yeah. And now it's like Marshmallow so it's like cool again. What are some of Jesse's biggest songs? Uh let's see. Um he wrote Dirt on My Boots for John Party, which was a three week number one. My favorite part is but i can only get so fancy. oh i know i love it i love oh, it i love that he wrote that one with um rhett akins and ashley gorley and i remember them turning in the demo and rhett was singing it and it had such a no diggity vibe mm-hmm. like it was so kind of hip-hop with just these country lyrics and i was like oh my god i'm obsessed with this song and um and John just took it to a whole other level. John Party crushed it. It crushed was like it. made for John Party. It was so good, and I just yeah, I love that. And I Red Aikens. So I always get it wrong. It's Aikens. Yes, not Atkins. Aikens. Red Aikens is Thomas Rhett's dad, yes. which is really cool because they write together. And Thomas took him on tour with him, which I is know. so fun. It's so crazy. The whole Tr Thomas Rhett camp. It's fun. Like there's a crew it's, of y'all. Y'all are like a camp. Y'all are a posse. Yes, it is. Uh, we. What's so weird is that I first worked with Rhett at EMI. So y'all have been in business a long time. Yeah, I knew him and I remember going out. Does he write for y'all now? No, he writes uh, for Chapel. Okay. But I remember going out to lunch. We were like at Jay Alexander's and then he's like, yeah, my son wants to get into music and I don't know. I don't know if I want to, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, it's probably going to happen. I mean, (laughs) if he wants to, it's going to happen because everybody's going to look at you. At the time, Rhett had just that come out of his record deal yeah and was right all those big hits like you know all the the big new country stuff was coming in it was like he was just catching fire again as a songwriter now yeah. not an artist yeah and so he's just like i don't know if i want and i think tr was like 14 it was happening and yeah. i'm just like whoa so you were in on it from the beginning but what's weird is that then we lost touch for such a long time because i left emi went to olay publishing i've been in publishing for about 15 years and I left, went to Olay. Then I started working with Pat Higdon um, once he left a, a major and restarted up his independent. And, and what was that called? It was called Patrick Joseph Music. Okay. And we had a lot of fun. And, and it was the first time that I had a, a person in the music business who was like such a mentor to me. Uh. And I just kind of was like figuring it out on my own. Like I, when I was in the tape room, it was kind of like, here's your job, burn CDs, don't make any waves, just put your head down, do whatever it takes. And then it'd be like, well, EMI was huge. Wait, were you telling yourself that? Or yeah. was that, that was your yeah, philosophy? Yeah, it was the vibe. It was like, oh, okay, was like, the song business. pluggers do this, you burn CDs. And then it's like, okay, well, I want to do what they do. So I'm going to- What did you like about what they did? I just, I loved, once I got, I didn't even know what publishing was. It was, I had interned at record labels and then- a friend of mine was like, hey, this publisher, friend of mine, they need to hire someone. I was getting out of college. It was like, take the job, whatever the job is. And yeah, then just get a job. I'll figure out what I want to do later. Totally. And so just get in. Yeah. Like get in and whatever it is, as long as I'm on some kind of creative side, then I'll 
figure it out. I feel like that's really good advice for anyone who wants to be in the music business. Like get in and learn the players. Take the trash out. (laughs) Bust your ass. Ask what else you can do. Ask if you can, like, if you got a cool vibe and a good hang. Yes. Try to go to events. Yeah. You know, try to go to, like, number one parties and, like, go to oh events gosh. if you can and network. Yes. I was making, like, 18 grand a year. And I'm like, okay, I have 10 bucks extra this week. If I go to this showcase and I'm watching, you know, a writer or, or artist try to get a deal, but I see the head of a label or I see someone in any A&R department who is going to be a good contact for me. I'm going to use that 10 bucks to buy them a Bud Light. Smart. And then that's a, that's a very like cool move. Well, cause it's like, I'm not getting in and kind of like expense account and I'm broke as hell, but this is, if they like me, then they'll let me pitch them a song one day where when I get to that level, they're going to go, Oh yeah, she's cool. Yeah, sure. Come on in. You know? And it did, it did that for me. Did that like, pay off for you? And you can use your internship as your like card. Be totally. like, Hey, I'm in college. I'm already interning for yes. so-and-so and so-and-so this, like, you know, you can just be bold. Absolutely. And once I started at EMI, it was just kind of like, Hey, you know, Tom, Tom Luteran, can I go to a meeting with you? Or. So you just asked. Oh Yeah. Or Don't I would, be scared to ask. EMI was huge and had so many songs and songwriters that, you know, once these songs come in and they're brand new and they're hot, all the pluggers are taking them out. They want everyone to hear them as quick as they can because new songs are being written every day and coming in new. So I'd be like, hey, is it okay if I pitch these old songs, this back catalog? And they're just like, oh, okay, that's cute. Sure. Cute. Yeah, do whatever. And then I'm like, all right, if I can by Brian Wright a beer at Universal and he's he runs listening Universal. for you know at the time anyone like Julie Roberts or whatever and and I'm going okay maybe then he'll listen to a song from me for Luke Bryan one day and like it's if just you bring like him a good song wheels turning all the time right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Oh, people, this is great. If you want to make it happen, like you took your opportunity and then you explored every different door that you yes. could walk through from that opportunity. 100%. Instead of just going in and showing up and making your basic job, you're like, okay, here's an angle yeah. where I can like work harder, do something that, say you get a cut on yep. the back catalog. And now Tom Luter and the head of Sony publishing is like, well, shoot, I just, he benefits. Yeah. Because he They're not needing any other song pluckers. But they, if you're going to do it for full, free. Right. But if I'm going to get some activity... I left the tape room pretty quickly because the assistant, the creative assistant in the office, it's like I went from a little room burning CDs to the hallway where the desk was to be the assistant, you know, keeping track of all the holds and all the cuts and, you know, the tip sheet of who's looking and for holds songs. mean that an artist has heard a song or someone who represents the artist yes. has heard the song and they like it enough to put it into the big mix of songs they're considering yeah. to record for the album. And it kind of lets you know, like, okay, I pitched song. this song. They like it enough to say, hold that for me. I'm not going to pitch it to anyone else until... They give me an idea of the artist likes it. Let's take it the next step. We're going to take it into the studio. Maybe we cut it in the, you know, and record it. And then, you know, that becomes what's on the album or, you know, or we it goes off hold and I keep track of that and go, okay, we can pitch it to the next person. And so I'm just like going, okay, meanwhile, I'm sitting in the hallway and Buddy Cannon is listening for Kenny Chesney. Big producer. And, yep. And I'm going to take this song and I'm sitting there and the writers really got, I, love songwriters and the writers really got to know me so I was sitting in the hallway one day and I remember Dave Turnbull brought a song in and he's like where is everybody and I'm like I don't know I guess they're at a meeting I don't know really what's happening and he's like oh man I've, I've just got a new one and it's so good and I, I'm like okay and so I listened he's like oh you know let me play it for you and I was like yes like, You're like yes, this I'm is the awesome one. yeah I'm the first one yes first this is my song. chance this is my moment and so he played it for me and I'm like dude this is so good I called Buddy Cannon's assistant um Shannon at the time and I was just like hey I have one song. Do you think Buddy would let me play it for him? And so you just took action. Yes. You didn't even wait for Tom or the head I'm not to get waiting. back and hear the song. You're like, well, I'm, I'm sitting get there this going song like, this is if, a hit. If I can do this, you saw a I moment. Get, if I get holds, if I get cuts, I'm going to be a song plugger. You saw your moment. And yeah, I'm you like, this is going to happen. Stevie, you jumped. Oh, I did. You didn't even. And care. I'm like, I'm probably going to get in trouble, but you I'm said, doing pray it. Pray for forgiveness later. Yeah. And that's so, the way. Buddy, who I'm is like in love with you, very hard on songs. He is very hard. Like, and it's just like you don't bring him a lot of stuff. You know, don't overwhelm him. Bring him something. No good. way. If you've got a top five, you narrow it down to three, and then you take it to Buddy, and he listens, and he says, "No, I'm going to pass on that. Thank you. Bye." And he said, "Oh," and I took. I said one song. I just have one song. He said, "All right, come on right now." So you and went so over I in left person. and I went in person, played him the song. You probably weren't supposed to leave, were you? No, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do nothing. I was like, to... I'm going. You're and like, Dave's going to do Of course, Dave is just like, are you, your adrenaline songwriters flowing? are just like anyone who is obsessed with a song 
they love you right then. Because like, they oh want you, because you are their resource to getting their songs yes. and albums. So they're like, okay, do this. Yeah. Go, girl. And the more people, the better, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yes. you could have four song pluggers. They could all love your song or they could be, one person be like, this is the my favorite song of all it. time. And the other person go, mm, Okay. You want the person on fire. Yes. The songwriter wants the person Absolutely. on fire. So you're the one on fire. Yep. A Rand buddy. He said, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to play it for Kenny. He said, put this on hold. And I'm like, I mean, it was so just that was like, like, did you like cry in your car? The angels, bro- the clouds parted. The sun broke down on me and the angels was like, oh, you did it. And so See, you were so bold. You took so many risks. You I were was like terrified. But it, you were carving your path. You said, I'm going to get this. Yes. Yeah, so I sent out an email and I'm like. You know, the hold email, which is How the holy grail. How did you feel to oh, do well, this? I felt good, but also scared like... You might get in trouble. Yeah. And so... But you already got it to the head guy. I you know, got it to you the know, producer and Kenny. It's like, what more can they have done? I, I know, only you, had permission to pitch old songs. But you crossed the line a And here's bit. a song no one's heard. And you took it and ran. Yeah, and I'm like, Stevie, doing this. rebel! Yeah, and so I was just like... How oh. old are you at this point? Probably 24. Oh my God, I'm so obsessed with you. So yeah. you said, okay, I'm just going to deal with the consequences. Yep. So you sent out to the whole staff, all the heads, the hold everyone that I'm you like, got the hold and waited. Hold the song title, the writers, hold for Kenny Chesney per Buddy Cannon. And From it's like, me. Yeah, it's not like even like someone heard it to play for Buddy Cannon. Like you it's got like, it to the top dog. The, and then I'm getting like, how did you... How did you get this on hold? What song is this? And I'm just like, no one even knew the song. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, please don't buy me. But then er, they're like, hell yes, Kenny Chesney's gonna hear a song. You know, Buddy like to Buddy get loves on it. hold by Buddy. You could play a hundred songs and he might like one. And I played one and he liked the one. And so Kenny ended up cutting it. It didn't make the record. You got a cut on your first pitch? Yes. You little stinker. I know. By Kenny Chesney. It didn't make the record. But, but cut, to get a song cut by Kenny Chesney that is got me huge. A song plug. I got. I became a song plugger because after that, they're like, "Okay, you're already in the yeah. system. The Everyone writers love you. you. The ri- yeah. Like if they're gonna, hi- if they need a new song plugger, right. of course they're gonna hire you. So yep. that's why internships and being bold pay off. Yes. So you got hired right. I after got that? hired right after See, that. You were such a yep. little rebel. It's like okay, well, we they ha- you know my spot was open in the tape room, and they're like fill that, and then the next person coming out of the tape room was going to fill the creative assistant position, which is where I was. And then I got my own office and I got a raise and I got a promotion and I got a, a tiny expense account. I'm like, yes, I'm not buying my, beers my out of my money. own pocket. <laughs> but that, I mean, it was, that was what did it. And but then, you were so driven and focused and you figured out how to make the extra steps. Yeah. So many people wait for someone else to do it for them. I yes. feel like that is the fatal flaw of people. Yep. Like you can be the most talented person, but if you are waiting for someone to make it happen for you, totally. You're screwed. Yeah. You've well, got because somebody else is going to do it around you. And like you had the talent and the drive and the ability to do it, but then you also had the extra hustle. Yeah. And the extra vision to like be creative and getting in. Yeah. And I feel like some and people I'm, don't have that. I'm like, okay, I'd rather get in trouble and, and have them be like, don't, you know, that's stay in your lane. Don't do that again, whatever. But you kind of, if you know that you've got a good shot, you got to go. Really, and they really can't say, hey, don't ever get us Kenny Chesney holds again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, that just showed that. Buddy would allow me to come play him a song. Like whether I got the hold or not wasn't the thing. The thing was is that I had made the connection and, and I had networked enough that Buddy would let me go directly to him. Go to him. And it just like gave me street cred. 
because they're like, shoot, Stevie yeah. can go straight to Buddy. Yeah. Because it's a big deal. There's like five huge. major producers. No, there's more now. But there, back then, there was like only like a handful of major yes, producers. For sure. So if you have a direct line to one of those major producers already. Yep. Then yeah. you're ahead of the game. And I was already like making friends in the A&R world because I was going out to every show I could get to. Every, I mean... It was exhausting, but it going was out so is a exciting. big name of the game. And A and R yeah. people, for everyone listening, they're like the creative direct. They're like what is it, artists in a repertoire? They listen yes. for songs they're for like the artists. label scout. Like for they songs. find the artist yeah. they want to they want to sign at the label, and then they find their music. You know, if mm-hmm. the artist isn't necessarily a writer, or even if they are, they they know the players in town who are writing the hits, and they're going, "You guys need to get with my new artist." Or they're like, play me the songs that you have that would be like a, you know, George Strait type thing or whatever. So I was just kind of going, okay, I'm going to be cool to everybody. I'm going to buy beers when I can. And then one day I'm going to get into this spot. And you did it. I did. And then it was just. So now you have your own little expense account. You got your own little office. Now you're a song plugger. Now what? Now I'm just, well, and then I'm newbie. You know, it's like you go you at Sony. I was at EMI. Oh, yeah. EMI. Sorry. And then in the in that, you know, hierarchy of tape room assistant now plugger. But it's like each place is brand new because I even though I know everybody in the building, it's like I've started another job where, mm-hmm. OK, now you get the writers that, you know, are maybe needing more attention or now you're getting the people that, you know, everybody's worked with, but. It just didn't click. And so you're, I was like in the land of misfit you're, toys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And then it was like, hey, I'm I'm good. If I, I felt like, okay, they're all going, oh, damn it. I'm getting the new kid. Like, ugh. And I'm going, I love everything you do. Bring me all your songs. Let's go out. Let's do this. And Let's. you want to prove yourself. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, this isn't so bad. I'm getting lots of attention. <laughs> and because so, some of the, the more, I guess, veteran song pluggers, like, it, it's not, they're not as, and I'm not saying they're not as hungry, but like. They just have a lot more on their plate. Yes. And you're trying to For like. For me, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to do yet. So. <laughs> Let me get something to yeah. do. And it's going to be you, yes. your career, your songs. And that's where I was really becoming close with Morgan Hayes at the time, who's now Morgan Stapleton, married yeah, to Chris. Chris Stapleton. And Chris was at Seagale, which was our parent company. And Jesse was just kind of... Is this how you met Jesse? We knew each other. Um, we... Oh, it's so crazy. I was married before, and I was working at the Melting Pot while I was going to how MTSU. How old you when you got married? 21. Oh, baby. Baby. Yes, baby. And I... Worked at the Melting Pot and interned at Warner Brothers with Jesse's girlfriend. And so Um, we all knew each other. um, And then the music business is like... Small. Small, small. Yeah. And so we just kind of knew each other. And um, after my divorce, I had... How long were you married? uh, Five years, six years. Okay. A long time for a kid. For totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think, too, I was so ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I was like... probably if I was a little bit older when I was doing that, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a a balance of my work. You weren't ready for balance? No. I'm like, I will do and go to any show no matter what time of day. If I have to be out all night long, get up early in the morning, which you don't really in the music business, but like I will, whatever they say. So if my home life suffers, so be it. I'll get to that later. Is that kind of what happened? Yeah. 
Yeah. You just couldn't prioritize yeah, he's marriage. a good guy. I'm a good girl. It was just whatever. Yeah, too young. And um, and now he's remarried, and Jesse and I are together, and it, Jesse was just kind of starting to write, and so Chris was having a lot of success as a writer. You're talking about Chris Stapleton? Mm-hmm. And me and Morgan were hanging out all the time, and um, it would be like Jesse was doing remixes at home or, you know, kind of coming up with Jesse tracks. didn't start off as a producer. No, he was in writer. publishing. He got me my first internship. I know, Victoria when you said Shaw. that, I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. I've known Jesse for, he's like one of the first people I knew in so this town. So crazy. Which I love Small World. I think I it's too. so fun. Yeah, and it all comes back full circle. You're like, what? No way. I know. That's why I'm like, uh, everybody needs to be nice to everybody. Do not burn one bridge. Exactly. That's another key for longevity. You are not longevity. too big for your britches because and you could be do- knocked down tomorrow and on top of the world in absolutely. a year absolutely and we've seen it happen and we've yes. lived it all <laughs> yep and don't think that someone coming in you know a new just graduated person is beneath you or whatever they could be in. running the head of the company yes things happen fast and things happen slow and so it's just kind of like that. you know you could be on fire one day and writing all the hits and the next day you can't get a co-write to save your life mm-hmm. or you your songs just aren't listened to the same and it doesn't matter if you're good or bad so it's just kind of like everyone says it's like if you're on your streak yes like if you get your streak you cannot be touched you are like yep. on fire but then the streak ends and then someone else gets a streak absolutely you can get another streak and come back around but like yeah it is like lightning fast yeah and if you're if you're a hit writer and you are you you know everybody gets their own crew and you like that you find the people that you write your most amazing songs with but also the people that you have the most fun with mm-hmm. which i think matters more than a good song Mm. if you're having a good time in the room something happens with that song versus oh here are three badass writers it should make magic putting them together and then they're like you get it back and you're like oh that's good i it's all about something else was gonna happen but this is cool and then you could have the people who are just like buds hanging out you know shooting the shit in the room and being like yes this is the song that is supposed to happen today because they get to truth place faster yes. because probably they're all really they enjoy life and they're just yeah. writing real but real it's stuff. important that they always leave room for the new guy or girl to come in and go okay yes i have my crew but i'll try anything once or if it's my job to go hey i know you don't know this person and you might be at a different level than they are, but I think this is going to be a good match. Yeah. And they just have to go. And that's where they trust okay, you. Okay, let's see. And yeah, I and mean. You're going to try it once. Yeah. I mean, it might not work, but it's worth a try. Absolutely. And you have to find your days to do that. I mean, I can't throw in brand new ideas every day because we still got to get commercial songs and we've still got to get hits happening. And if I know this person with Jesse makes this kind of magic we're keeping that for sure mm-hmm. but there's always room to try something new and let this new person in that you know maybe i've heard that they don't know anything about and you're going yeah this so is- that's where you have to stay up to who's the new writers what's happening yes. like what's going on outside of totally your little world that you built yeah and so jesse was making tracks at home just you know basically like karaoke music from scratch on the computer and it was like, okay, you and Chris should like hang out and do this because I think it would be so cool. Chris 
obviously has this amazing voice. But it took a, him forever to hit oh, it, on the big you level. Know, and it's so crazy. He had a few record deals before mm-hmm. he had the Chris Stapleton thing. And so it was just like, why don't y'all just hang out? And it was so funny because Chris is just this country songwriter. Jesse loves like EDM and pop and Motown coming from Detroit. And so it was just like, y'all get together. And Jesse had this whole idea of what he thought he was going to do with Chris Stapleton. And Chris was like, are we going to make like rap songs? What's (laughs) happening? And so the first song they ever did was hysterical. It had like crazy little dinosaur sounds in the background. They just had fun. Oh, yeah. And 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 they were both kind of going, um, is this what we're supposed to do? Is this right? And they get this song and I'm like, what is this? And he's like, I don't know. I think he's like, I think I I would like to convince him to like write with me one more time. He said, I would really love to make like an Adele record, an Adele Chris Stapleton song. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be so good. And so they wrote Crash and Burn. And try. Yeah. And it was just like a huge hit for Thomas. Oh, my gosh. It was it changed everything. They wrote another song called Lonely Girl, which um, Charles Kelly ended up cutting on his solo record. I remember that. That song was so incredible. Justin Timberlake ended up hearing that song somehow and was like, wow, this is so cool. We all, all thought, oh my God, maybe we'll get a Justin So that's Timberlake. how Justin Timberlake heard about Chris Stapleton's yeah, voice. Yeah, they, they started like uh, getting to know each other from that kind of thing. And then just those things like, random little songs nighttime hangs in the studio and you know Chris and Jesse I mean it just kind of they just clicked after that they yeah it it really did and it took Jesse from um I'm making some little pop tracks and you know my songwriters I'm a publisher so I can't say this he was doing this while he was a publisher yeah and so it was like he couldn't just go in and be (laughs) like hey guys I'm a songwriter and they're like no you work for songwriters you're supposed to be getting us the cut yeah but what was so cool about his writers was that they kind of had this thing they were all their own little like Carrie Barlow who who now writes for us um had come from the rock world and had also gotten Christian cuts and hits with Toby Mac and so Carrie'd be like man some of these tracks I feel like Toby would like. And so while they would hang out and Jesse was kind of doing demos for the guys at the office, it was that thing where track guys were just getting started in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird because a songwriters would get together, write a song, record it on a tape or on their voice memo or whatever, take it to the pub- publishers. They would say, yeah, let's go make a demo session, hire song, you know, guitar players, drummers, whatever, cut these songs in a studio to pitch. These are the demos. And Jesse was the first person going, I think I could take your song that you have the voice memo and just kind of put a loop to it and, you know, program some beats behind it and you could play guitar. And it was... He was on the cutting edge of tracks. He really was. I mean, and it was a game changer because it costs money to go in the studio and do that. And to do a full demo with like player session players yeah you're you talking every about instrument you got to pay them by the hour five to eight hundred dollars a song and now you can just do it with one person on their yes. computer and jesse was just kind of doing it as a favor and going oh i can also you're you're writing all these songs and then you pick out of 10 songs what five you want to go in the studio and make demos of well now you could just make a demo out of all of them you don't have to pick you can have all of them and you don't have to wait and you don't have to go well we don't have the money to cut all 10 of these in the studio but we could do five 
So what five do I think are the best? What five do you think are the best? And maybe that lines up and maybe a song gets left behind that because it's been just a, a work tape. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it kind of went into like Jesse ended up cutting the um, or like creating a loop and all that for American Honey that oh, Carrie wow. wrote with Shane Stevens and Hillary Lindsay that but, later became Lady Annabellum's number one. So wow. it was just kind of like, okay, I see the value in this. And while he's doing that, they're like, well, what else do you have? The writers were doing that. And Carrie's going, what do you have just like tracks? What's going on? And be like, oh, I'm going to take this to Toby Mac and then they end up writing a day after work and Jesse gets a Christian cut on Toby Mac and then it becomes a number one. And then he's got these pop tracks and Shane Stevens going, Hey, can I have that? And I'll top line to it and I'll write the lyrics and come back and you can record me. And they're getting like cuts in Germany. And so So it all started happening fast. It did. It was really weird. It went from, you know, please let me program to your work tape and make a demo for you to save us some money in the publishing side of things, they're getting cut. So wow, to, this is actually a, an asset. Yeah. Like, this is like a game changer. Yeah. And he got like a cut on Hot Shell Ray. And then it was just kind of like, he also DJed. And at the time. And he DJs for Thomas Rhett now on yeah, tour. Yeah. And what's crazy is that Carol Ann Mobley, who I used to pitch songs to at RCA. She's A&R there. And then she went to Warner Brothers. And when she was leaving Sony to go Sony RCA to go to Warner Brothers she said hey doesn't Jesse DJ and I was like yeah he DJs you know parties whatever she said I would love to have him DJ a party for me that I'm like going to Warner Brothers and it's my new thing so he did that she loved him and said hey I have a friend who's looking for a a DJ for their party planner that's coming to town and it was Colin Cowie who is a huge lifestyle party planner for like Oprah and like he had a he had a little um I remember seeing him in in Style Magazine in the back. It would be like... Because he became a DJ for these big parties? Yes. And so... So what parties? uh, He DJed Kim Zosiak Beerman's wedding. He DJed Cash Money Records, which is like... She's Don't Be Tardy to the Party, right? Yes. And he DJed um, Alyssa Milano's wedding. Wow. And then, yeah, he was just getting... Because Jesse's a perfect mix of right, left brain. He has the business mind to go, oh, I'm going to show up on time and I'm going to do this job and whatever. But then he's so creative that... He's a great whatever he wants to do. So I mean, he's just a little gold mine. Yeah. So at the time, he's like DJing on the side. And Seth England, who was at the time Florida Georgia Lines manager, said, hey, we really want to bring a DJ out on the road to DJ in between the sets of the opener and then FGL and whatever. Um, would you do it for us? And he was just like, I mean, he's a publisher. He's working a full-time job. But it's like, I will do this if you help me get a right with the guys. Like if I'm out on the road and I bring... You guys both are so good at like working it. Like being, You've got to. Yes. Like it's just not going to happen. Don't just take what they give you. Yes. So yes and. Yep. And so he's like, if you can make this happen for me, I'll DJ. I'll, you know, it's like if I could get one right. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. Let's try it out. So he goes out on the road. He's on a bus and he takes uh, Carrie Barlow and then Sarah Buxton and another great songwriter uh, amazing the best and um they're like the bus had broken down i mean it was a hot mess and he fell off the stage like trying to help move his dj equi- i mean it was a jesse this is his first time oh yeah first comedy night? of air no luckily it wasn't his first night i think he probably would have died but 
he was already into the like had hung out with the guys everybody loved him and and then you know vibes just but the day that they were gonna like bringing the songwriters out was gonna be the time to write Uh and so he's just like when you go out on the bus with people artists are very busy they've Mm -hmm. got radio things to do they've got meet and greets to happen and so they don't always have time to write Mm -hmm. but you're just going and hoping that you see them at catering at breakfast and you're like hey guys uh got the rig set up in the you know the little mobile studio uh, on the bus if you if you want like no pressure i know yeah because you have to be cool but you're inside inside, you're like please write please burning up like Oh my god! Do this artists is my know chance. that is everyone's chance. dying about on the inside? I think you know. At first, they don't, and they're just like, "Oh, cool, we're cool, yeah." Well, if we want to write, we'll get to I it. I know your whole life is hinging I on this. I think now <laughs> they feel because they are doing a lot more bus riding. They feel the pressure of wow, we brought these people out. We need to write. And now they take writers out just specifically to write. Right, right, right. Jesse was the, the DJ back in the day, and yeah. he was not yeah. a known writer. Right, and so um, FGL had pretty much finished the record, but. They get to the venue, wherever it was, and he set up the rig, and he had somehow heard that that Tyler and, and Brian were, like, wanting a reggae vibe or something, and Carrie had done a song for Toby called Made to Love. It's very re- reggae-influenced, and so he's like, well, let's just me, you, and Sarah, like, come up with some vibes and whatever, and, like, bump it out of the bus speakers and you know and the guys ended up coming up onto the bus so they just turned it up loud so they could hear yeah it. and they're, they're like i love that i think like it was just a pressure like oh yeah. god we got these writers and i don't right. want to do this but i feel bad and thank god they came on and wrote sundays are you serious mm-hmm. and then wrote the song called good good and um the record was mostly finished and they were they cut them last minute and sundays was a and hit, single was and a hit first number one yeah. Wow. But okay, I just got to reiterate, you and Jesse both do this. Like you just don't take no for an answer. Like yeah. you're just like, okay, I have this opportunity. You have How to. can I exploit every angle of this opportunity totally. so it happens for me? Yeah. And not be annoying. It's not being annoying. And yeah, it's that's not, the balance. You have to walk that line. Yes. <clears throat> because inside you're going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then on the outside you're like, hey guys, what's up? I'm cool. Everything's breezy. Woo woo. And then you're just like, <laughs> please. You know, or every day I'm pitching songs. And if someone says to me, mm, that's a pass. Well, that's one person's opinion. So it's like, okay, that was the A&R person, but the the artist hasn't heard it. That was the label, but the producer hasn't heard You're it. Like, I'm not going to give so up like, just on else? one person's opinion. Yes, because American Honey was passed <clears> on <throat> a couple times. And, you know, it just happened to get to Paul Worley, who was producing Lady A at the time. They got to the band and they're like we love this i mean that's just you cannot give up no you cannot give up i wasn't strawberry wine passed on by this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own brake kits led headlights whatever you need ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 